Hello everyone and welcome back to M Square Podcast and this is your host Anurag Manik. Today we have with us Mrs. Sonia Saijwani who is the author of three best-selling books Aapki Sia, Yours Legally and Baby on Board. Today she will tell us about her journey as an author in the legal space and how it all transpired, the struggles that she had to face and how she eventually overcame them. And if you are someone who would want to know the three laws that every Indian should know, then this is the right episode for you. So without any further ado, let's dive right into this episode of M Square Podcast. So yeah, hello everyone and welcome back to M Square Podcast. Today we have with us a very special guest, uh, Sonia Saijwani. She is the author of three best-selling books, uh, Yours Legally, Baby on Board and Aapki Sia LLB, which is a Hindi translation of Yours Legally. She has her own podcast. So I think this is going to be the first time I'm going to be interviewing someone who has their own podcast and you know has been doing well. That goes by the name Let's Talk Law. And she's a graduate from Campus Law University, uh, Campus Law Center, University of Delhi. So uh, welcome, Sonia. Welcome to the show. Uh, it's it's really a privilege to have you with us today. Hi, Anwar. Good afternoon. Hi. And actually, it's my first time wherein after reading the author podcast, I'm getting interviewed by another podcaster who is also, you know, making a name on Spotify and on Instagram. So it Thank is you. really interesting. A podcaster talking to a podcaster. Uh, a, a yeah. budding podcast and talking to an experienced one. No, nothing like that. We are all learning at some point in time. So I would not say that, you know, experience something. So, uh, you know, Sonia, like I was going through that books, the books that you have written and like, uh, you know, your entire journey. And it seemed pretty, uh, what you can say, inspiring. And at the same time, uh, very intriguing to me also. So, you know, I wanted to understand from where did you start? How was your beginnings? And, you know, like, you know, how did you, you know, venture into legal, uh, that the entire legal aspect of things? And uh, how did you plan on writing your own? own book and that to three books not just one like you didn't stop at one you went into writing three books so how was that whole journey like what was your inspiration and like you know how did it pan out for you okay so see uh, i'm uh, born water based studied everything in delhi i just for six years i was in chandigarh past six years for my job and i'm now back in my psu in my hometown okay. so reading and writing is something which was my childhood love and passion so I was a lot into academics. I was very studious, but I was also into extracurriculars. But I think I had discovered at a very early age that I love writing and reading books because we were introduced to the world of books by our parents very early. We were into okay. sports and everything. But when I was in fact in class fifth, so I had started contributing articles for my school magazine, New Horizons. And the first two articles were actually in Hindi. So Pariksha ke ek din pehle and fir aya okay. Those were the two articles. So I think at that point of time, there were these few teachers, Rama Sundaram ma'am, Anusha Kiran ma'am, who also discovered that, yes, this girl can write. And getting my name on the cover of a book was not something which I realized recently, as you can now figure out that I always wanted to be an author. It is just okay. that that dream ultimately came true in 2019 and my doing journalism and law just added to my journey. So since childhood, because I was so much inspired by books, you know, they would take you to another level. And at that time, we did not have social media or online streaming so much. And reading was something which expanded your horizons. It made you yeah. think you to another world altogether. You, need, you needed to fantasize things and put yourself in those characters. So I used to find it really, really interesting. And I also used to find it challenging because the medium of books and the power of pen is very strong, but it is very tough also to make a reader stay engaged throughout the book. So after I did my schooling and my graduation, I actually did journalism. I also wanted to be a journalist because of my love for writing. But then okay. when I was working in a personal finance magazine, I wanted to study more. My academic kira, as you can say. So I ventured into law 
and after that i had already started writing the first draft of yours legally in 2012 itself when i was doing okay. my internships and trainings i shared it with few you know few publishers but i did not get any response that time but later on in 2018 lead start publishing contacted me again for a draft which i shared with them in 2012 that we want to publish this okay. book so that is how my first book got published when i was on maternity leave at, at that time actually i was in chandigarh and uh, then you, as you can say you know the west is history after that baby on board happened because i wanted to share my pregnancy journey with the world that you know we always have books on motherhood we don't have books mm-hmm. on parenthood we don't have books on the couple or the father so baby on board was like my entire true account of me and my husband's journey and aapke cllp happened in covid actually in 2020 because i am very fond of hindi and i feel that hindi as the language is dying in our country and i wanted the hindi translation to come because it is tough to publish a hindi book but there is a huge market in small towns and cities people love to read hindi stories and courtroom dramas like those aapki you know jolly llb kind of stories uh-huh. in hindi yeah. we have a lot of audience so aapki llb was a strategic move after getting yours legally also released as an audio book on spotify it is there so aapki okay. llb happened and among all the three of them actually i hold aapki llb closest to my heart because publishing in hindi editing in hindi was toughest because okay. obviously our thought process and language is all english so getting yeah. back to your mother tongue was the most challenging part so as i said to sum up i always wanted to be a author and i always wanted to write stories inspired by my own journey so that i can inspire others Uh, that is such a wonderful, you know, thought process. When I, you know, uh, try to map it out, like you started in 2012, and like it eventually got published in 2019, and then you having yeah. that idea that you know, like you have to start the Hindi version of it also because it reaches a wider audience. So it was just yeah. not, you know, for the purpose of writing a book. It was also on the impact that that book is going to make on a lot of people. And as Hindi reaches, you know, like it penetrates onto the rural areas of India, or you know, not even rural but tier two, tier three cities also. So I think that yeah, yeah. would have, you know, like that. thought process of having much more impact on the people rather than you know just writing a book just for the sake of it i think that is one thing that might that, have separated your book from the rest of it right just because you know to translate it to hindi and then to get it published is an another it's, it's a task on its own so i i you know like really like the thought process that you had you know like of trying to convert into hindi and then you know get, so that the masses it reaches out to the masses so uh, you know like sonia also wanted to ask you to you know that the topic of you know that uh, the book that you wrote the first book that you wrote you know yours legal so uh, how was uh, like you know what was uh, like how what does it talk about you know i want to understand more about uh, like you know if you can give, just share a little brief about the book you know what it talks about and like uh, have you like put in your experiences and if you can share any experiences you know you might have you know witnessed somewhere or if you might have been a part of it also like you know like some legal proceedings and how does it work because i think now it's catching yeah. fire if you might have seen that recent movie of manoj bajpayee if that ek banda kafi tha and i think that yeah, is yeah. one of the best courtroom dramas I've seen in India so far, and so wanted to understand from a legal expert, like you know, like what goes behind the scenes and what was the like you know what is that whole book about? Yeah, you see now you mentioned Sifek Bandla Kafi, and I think there are a lot of legal dramas also. Scoop is yeah. there, the criminal trial, and I think Kajol is also getting back into the Good Wife. She's also starting that show. So I think courtroom dramas have always interested people. But people are also scared of the law. They feel that ये कोर्ट से तो हम दूर रहते हैं. So oh. I think I also had other one or two drafts there in you know in my system. But yours legally happened because when I was doing law, 
So there were times when I used to visit courts. I had an experience of working with a completely visually impaired advocate for two months. That those two months actually changed my life on how a visually impaired, completely blind advocate is actually practicing law. How he is appearing in the courts. How he is converting his petitions into braille. How he is drafting. It is very tough, of course, you know, to be a lawyer. How how did he give his exams when he was visually impaired? Oh, okay. Then I had these experiences when I visited one jail. I would not want to name the jail because mm-hmm. I have not named it in my book. Those yeah. two, where I got to interact with under trials and convicts, and we were asked to interview them. So that visit of a jail also completely changed my thought process of how a prison looks like because we have always seen the worst side of prisons in movies. And in fact, I used to follow this show, Prison Break. When I was okay, in college, yeah, it used yeah, to be my uh, favorite show. Yeah. So, you know, we have these notions in our mind. But what happens is that law seems very... The, I think the idea behind my podcast, Let's Talk Law, and my book, Yours Legally, is kind of similar. Because people are scared of law because they find law to be very technical and very tough. That, you know, we are not able to understand these complicated terms and legal magazines. So I wanted to bring law to the common man. So A, I wanted people to get back to the habit of reading because as I said that with the advent of social media, you don't see anybody with a book in their hand. And my strategy move was to keep my book only 120, 150 pages. I could have talked about more stories and my experiences, but I kept it short because I wanted my reader to finish them. I wanted to keep the language simple because I wanted them to understand law in a very layman term and land. Yeah. So once I attended a courtroom proceeding wherein an 80-year-old woman was being cross-examined. So my first story talks about that incident which I saw in a Delhi court. And the title of that story is 99 versus Ninyate. How 10 advocates were hovering around her and that lady was being cross-examined and what happened. So some part of it is fiction and some part of it is what I have seen with my own eyes. The okay. jail stories are completely true. Wherein I got to interview a person who had assaulted a man because he was teasing his sister and how he did not feel guilty about it. So all those things, you know, whenever I would have these incidents, the six incidents which totally impacted me, I used to come back home and, and I used to, you know, narrate it to my friends and my family. And I started writing those, those stories. Of course, as I said, in 2012, I started writing. I had finished, uh, you know, my draft manuscript for stories, but then there was a gap. Because after six years, I was contacted back again. So I had to relook those stories and I added yeah. a sixth story. The kid on the last bridge, which was inspired by my friend's life who was undergoing a separation when I was in Chandigarh. So okay. I think people around me and the incidents around me were the inspiration for my debut book. And, I, and the best feedback which I got for these books was that they were not meant for law students or people who understand the law. They were meant for the common man who okay. has seen about law in the movies, but I wanted to give them a real picture. Like after reading my stories, people had a completely different idea about how a prison looks like. It can be beautiful. It can be vast. It can be lush. It can be green. And you know how a cross-examination happens, how cases in the court go on. There was a case, uh, there was a story, uh, the item number 25, which the case which went on for 10, 15 years because that is how things happen. And yeah. one story was inspired by my journey with a visually impaired advocate. And I have named him also in my book, Mr. Pankaj Sinha. So this was the idea of how yours legally was born and the idea of, you know, common people relating to these stories and getting inspired to maybe pursue law or to understand law from a positive outlook. 
and not from a negative perspective which is shown in the news or in the media okay and i think that is very important you know like as when when the common person would actually as you were mentioning you know like you do not want to uh, wanted people to look at from a perspective of uh, like how uh, how haunting it can be for someone you know how scary it can be for someone and rather than you wanted to connect with the common people so that uh, their apprehension of reaching out to a court or something you know reaching yeah. out to to a legal place or a legal uh, to seeking a court or something gets diminished right their apprehension gets diminished and i think that is yeah. really important you know considering the kind of fear people have Have. but i remember this you know dialogue from jolly llb too like even though people are scared right they still have that faith or trust in the legal system that jab bhi kahin pe koi ladai hoti they said mai tako court mein dekhunga and you know like there oh, is this exactly. they 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 do they are they scared but them. they yeah but they they do trust the whole process so you know as a legal as someone who's been involved in the in the whole legal system in the whole legal practices what is your take you know on on like some things that can be improved or like what is your of your viewpoint i'm not necessarily a take what is your viewpoint you know you have seen the system on the field and how it works so what is your viewpoint on that see of course there are two things that people are ignorant about the law so the yeah. idea i think to discuss my podcast subsequently that the idea of starting that podcast was that we do not even know what our rights and our remedies and even our duties are we used to study all of that in civics when we were in school but actually i feel that you know all these subjects should be mandatory in college whether we are doing science we are doing mba whether we are doing ca cs because everybody should know the law so you know what happens is that when people are not aware about what their rights and remedies are as a consumer as a businessman as an individual even as a person who is working on the road what are your rights and what are the laws that you must fear unless you are not aware about the law how are you going to defend yourself so what i have seen in the courts and in the overall you know judiciary system is that the ignorance is there the lack of awareness is there and of course the system is slow that we have seen over time that you know when i went to prison there were these few under trials what actually suppose if they have would have been convicted and their sentence was supposed to years because nobody was bothered about them and because they were also themselves not aware about the final punishment some of them were there for 3 years for 4 years their okay. sentence period had actually passed but as an under trial also they were spending so much of time because they don't know and they're not getting the right legal help to help them get out of that place thirdly the judicial system overall you know the courts are so overburdened and it is so easy to take passovers and to take a date that even though we have mandates in the law that you cannot be given more than 3 adjournments but in reality it does not happen we still have a long gap to fulfill vis-a-vis the number of judges we have and the number of cases which are pending so if we have thousands of cases pending in supreme court how do we expect a judge to start in the morning and finish till evening there are judges these days who are sitting till late hours to actually you know sit in the court throughout the day and then go back home study those files and be prepared for the next day yeah. so that gap is there which needs to be also filled which you know makes people disappointed in the system actually great i think that's a very valid point and you know like uh, i i don't know why i have this thing for you know watching those courtroom videos on youtube you know that they are there like a lot of judges record the sessions and they release so i have a very i don't know why that fascination is in me i would obviously be watching a lot of videos and all so that interest has been there in my mind also right regarding how the court system works how everything works to that, you know watch it from a 
very uh, what do you say realistic perspective rather than watching it on a movie or something so uh, you know like you were mentioning about the podcast let, let's talk law that is your podcast so you know what was the inspiration behind starting that podcast and what it talks about and what is your vision with that particular podcast that is there with you so actually uh, i was planning a podcast but because people were wanting me to come back with the yours legally part 2 but since i shifted base back to delhi i think the atmosphere the hectic life and the traffic and pollution was so much that for, for writing a book you need a very strong frame of mind and a lot of clarity and peace of mind yeah. to write a book but what happened is that as much as i love to write i also like to speak and i was realizing that podcasts are really upcoming and in fact the reason when uh, why i had released my audio book was that i know was people including my own spouse you can say or my closest of friends who do not not like to read as simple as that there are a lot of people who hate reading books you know they would rather read a fo- read news on a phone or they would watch a movie or they would say that okay you know mujhe suna de so that was the reason i recorded an audio book so that people who do not have an interest in reading books would actually listen to them on the go and then what happened is that while i was you know i'm i've been working it's been 13 years this idea was suggested to my publisher itself lead start publishing that you know uh, you have an edge because i am the only author with a legal background who is writing fiction stories there are very few authors in our country who are writing fiction legal stories right it is very rare if you see on amazon yeah. or you know in the literature world as of now today and i want to speak to people so my idea of connecting with the audience on a more one on one basis and again my podcast is actually a bilingual one so again okay. i am not talking the english speaking audience can google topics on the internet or you know they have some newspapers or they have an affluent level of speaking english i am actually targeting the hindi speaking audience who want to understand them. i want to now make people aware of the most basic things they should know about so right now like i'm on my uh, season 2 so season 1 was very basic five indian laws you need to know about law as a okay. career and you know uh, how how do you get into judiciary and then i moved on to consumer rights and in part 2 i am covering you know if you want to make a will and fundamental rights do you even know what your fundamental rights are i had 3 to 4 uh, episodes on only fundamental rights so yesterday i released a session on contracts so basic things i am more targeting those professionals who have legal expertise so my idea of podcast is to make law again to bring it out to the yeah. common man any issue they have any problem they have they should know these basic concepts which they can use in their everyday life that is my Agreed. aim understood and i think that's a very noble aspect to the work you are doing you know and when you actually have a noble aspect and when it's just not for the show it's actually which is something which you want to do and i think that shows up and that stands out you know it's just not uh, it's just not like there are a lot of things that people do like just for the sake of it but i can you know understand from the perspective that you're bringing in yeah like no no i'm just talking about it like yeah, the perspective that you're monetary bring- gain as of now podcast yeah that's what that's what yeah yeah that's what I'm yeah, that's what I was coming out of it. That, yeah, so it's not that, the monetary aspect, actually. Yeah. Yes, yes. So that's what where I was coming to. You know that the noble aspect that you have. You know, which the genuinity that comes across. You know, like the work that you're doing. And I think that stands out, and that makes the work you're doing actually. Uh, what do you say? It is it is received well by the people, right? Because they can see that genuine 
uh, impact that you're trying to bring. And I think that is yeah. something which there, which should be there, you know, when you're trying to work in a global field, such as, you know, creating uh, an awareness about the legal system that occurs in India. So, you know, Sonia, I just wanted to ask from you, like, if you can share some story that you might have seen in a courtroom or, you know, which you might have heard from your other colleagues, if you can share some story uh, as a part of the, that would have, that has happened in a real life, it would be very nice for the people who are listening to it. Okay, so uh, drawing some inspiration from my own story itself, but I had not completely mentioned that episode. So I was in one of the courts in Delhi once, a few years back, and there was a separation case going on. And the woman, the mother, had got her child to the court. So that okay. was something which really, we were all surprised to see that when the court has not asked for the child to come to be present, unless the court directs the child to, you know, to be present in a divorce proceeding or in a custody proceeding, the woman had actually brought the child to the court and the husband was also there. And we were actually waiting for our case to come. It was after a few cases. So we were just sitting there. And as my nature is that I always keep on observing things around me. So my eyes were stuck on that kid. What he's doing, how he's behaving. He would be around, I think, seven to eight years old. He was not very small and nor he was a teenager. So he looked completely clueless as to first of all where he was. And after some time, I was observing that he was sitting on the back bench because, of course, he wanted to be out of that place. But when the lady's case was called out, that woman was actually calling the kid to come in okay. the front again and again. And I could see that she was prompting him to even cry. So, you know, I oh. don't know how many people were noticing that. But actually, because my eyes were stuck on that kid and that mother, I was actually seeing that how sometimes we are using the emotions and our own relations to our benefit. And it was a really sad state of affairs that this happened. So, you know, there are so many incidents in courtroom dramas, like I, you know, mentioned, for example, the lady being cross-examined, the 80-year-old AD. She was not even given a chair to sit. She was so old and all the advocates were just dominating her so badly. So there is a good side to it. But of course, people, when they bring their family issues to court, it rather pains me. I feel that these are issues yeah. that you can settle out of court and not drag your loved ones and your kids of all the people, your kids. And I also noticed that the judge, he was a young judge, he used to give very good orders. And he was always noticing what this lady is doing and what the, she's making the child. So just small incidents, which actually yeah. leave an impact in your mind and stay with you. It's been many years, I think more than 10, 11 years, but I have never forgot that incident. It has stayed yeah. with me. I think it's because of, you know, like it was not right. And you could also sense that, you know, that was not really required and was very was ethically wrong. Yeah, it was very ethically wrong to do that also. It was trying to create sympathy for something which, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And like at the expense of your own kid. And I think that is very ethically yeah. wrong if you have to actually come across it. So, you know, like Sonia, like it was very nice talking to, you know, understanding your journey about the books that you have written and about, you know, uh, like what you say, the like the podcast that you have created and how it is trying to impact a lot of people. So, you know, like as as a part of, uh, as a parting, we usually call it the words of wisdom. If there is anything that you would want to share with the audience on, you know, from your journey, or if somebody is trying to, you know, make their career in legal aspect or somebody is trying to become an author in the similar field, what would be, you know, your suggestion or, you know, some inspiration that you've drawn from your own journey throughout? So see, I would first of all suggest that keep writing, even though my manuscripts were not getting published, I never stopped writing. I started a blog, uh, www.themightandheartspeaks.blogspot.com. I never got dejected. I knew because my dream is so strong and it has been there in me, you know, since childhood, that one day I'm going to become an author sooner or later. 
So never give up on your dreams. And in fact, I, I read this book recently, a few months back, Hikigai. You know, the Japanese way of happy and long yeah. living, where mm-hmm. people are living for long years. And why they are surviving for so many years is that they have found their passion in life. Your passion could be anything. It could be dancing, singing, music, reading, plants, nature, exercise. Your profession, if your profession is your passion, then nothing like it. But yeah. you need to have that passion, that driving force in your life that, yes, of course, your work life is there, your family life is there, but there is something which gives you immense happiness and which makes you personally, emotionally, spiritually satisfied. So finding that passion is very important for someone who becomes an author, wants to become an author. As I said, never stop writing, never just focus on the commercial aspect that, yes, I want to write because I want to become an author. I want to release a book. I want to earn royalty. I want to be famous in the market or in the literary world. If you have a nice story to tell, people are going to like it, you know, whether you want it or not. So keep writing, keep reading. And I think people are a lot into phones and social media these days. I want people to get back to the conventional ways of writing letters or making cards and those small things which we have stopped. We have totally stopped doing in our lives. So because social media, I think, is making us very, very disconnected, even though we are a lot connected. We feel we are connected, but we are actually not. So anybody who wants to become an author, read a lot of books and think of what is the story that you can connect with and which can inspire people. And don't go into monetary considerations at the beginner level itself. And they have a lot of publishers who are really supporting budding authors. So there is no dearth of publishers these days. That support you have, that is not an issue. No, that is so nice, you know, like, like a person like you, you know, who has done it all mentioning that actual point that, you know, should not go behind the monetary aspect, aspect of things in the beginning itself. And that speaks volume about, you know, the uh, the kind of work that you want to do, the kind of impact you want to have. And it's the impact that you want to create rather than, you know, trying to get money out of it or something. And I think that genuinity is really required, you know, for people to actually make it make an impact from the work they are trying to do. And I think that is one thing that I will take up back from this interview, you know, like to not be... Uh, what do you say like getting uh you know like it is usually called that i'll don't get uh attracted towards the lights or you know like towards the spotlight rather than focus uh on doing the work trying to create an impact that you started your journey with it and you know like the, everything else will fall in place in the meantime as you're trying to do your work throughout the time so you know uh you know sonia it was very nice talking to you actually uh, you know like there's some certain aspects which you mentioned about the legal aspect of it the how your journey started as an author and how you have been you know do working re- relentlessly in this field actually speaks volume and it's really great to connect with people like you you know who are actually making uh, impact at the ground level rather than you know just talking about it you're actually doing some impact on the ground level and trying to bring a change not just in the tier one cities but also in the uh, every nook and corner of India and I think that is really commendable if I have to say so you know thank you so much Sonia for giving us your time it was really an absolute privilege to have you with us today Uh, thank you so much for giving us your time thank you so much much for hosting me and I hope yeah. to you know get to back with you both and I hope sure. to get some tips from you also into podcasting. Yeah, yeah. I hope we can collaborate again in the future. Sure, Thank you so sure. much. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of M Square Podcast and we are really thankful for Mrs. Sonia Sajwani for sharing her expertise with us. Also, if you are someone who is interested in the Web3 and the AI transformation and the AI boom that is coming across in the near future, then definitely check our stories on Instagram at Anurag 7 and at M Square Podcast. We are going to host a live event 
online this Sunday and the upcoming three Sundays. And if you are someone from the Delhi NCR or Delhi region, definitely do reach out to us on Instagram or through email. You can email us at anuragmanik7 at gmail.com. We have much more and very exciting events coming up and lined up for the Web3 and AI domain. Uh, we are coming up with a Web3 and AI summer series, which will unleash the power of Web3 and AI. So if, you're, if you want to embark on an electrifying summer series that merges the cutting-edge realms of Web3 and artificial intelligence, then definitely reach out to us at uh, on our Instagram at anuragmanik7 and at Mspur Podcast. You can DM us and we will share the details of the event that is going to happen this Sunday and the subsequent three Sundays. It's a live and free event for all. If you would like to join us, definitely do let us know. So as we always say... Before we sign out, until next time, stay quirky, stay different.